This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Susan R. Kiley. Susan is a coach, author, podcaster, and blogger. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, thanks Roman for having me. It's, it's an honor to be here. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Oh, geez. Um, well, as an entrepreneur, we all have this journey. And so if we go way back, I actually started my journey as a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. I went to school for that. I then landed uh, my freshman year in college this summer in the Catskill Mountains of New York, working with uh, kids and adults with CP, cerebral palsy, and it changed my entire life. And I wanted to get out there and help them right away, not necessarily as a doctor, but just help them. So I returned to the university and I became a therapist. And upon graduating from, you know, school, I went and helped uh, TBI, traumatic brain injury, um, uh, those with mental illness, those with um, addictions and whatnot. And that led me to um, I changed because back in like gosh the early two thousands nineteen ninety nine two thousand. Um, I was working with some patients and one of my patients was a gentleman who fell off of a horse and became a quadriplegic. And he came in from the VA hospital and it was horrible because he wasn't being treated fairly. He had um, lice running all over him and nobody would help him. So I wouldn't remember going in there and helping him and his wife because he could feel from the neck up. And that kind of started my journey of changing what I was going to do in life because I wanted to impact people. And I just felt I had more to do. Upon leaving that room and helping him free himself of all this, I had one more patient. He was a young guy and he had full blown AIDS and, you know, he was crying and he was telling me what had happened overnight. He became disorientated, you know, whatever happened. And the nurses was saying that he was aggressive and trying to spread, you know, AIDS. And that wasn't the case, but he was a phenomenal artist. And so through his journey, you know, for two more days, as I was trying to make the decision, how can I impact more people? He was going to get discharged. And he gave me this entire folder of creations that he created. And one of them was this like fairy of me type of drawing that was like, you are going to shine your light and you're going to impact so many people over the years. And then he got discharged. And I knew at that moment, holding these pieces of artwork, helping the gentleman who was a quadriplegic. And after he went home, I decided that I had to quit. So I quit. I took a year off. I opened uh, Jimmy Buffett's Cheeseburger in Paradise and did that for a year to try to find out what I was going to do. I became a marketing manager for a arena football team. And so, and I worked with a lot of different companies throughout Indianapolis uh, doing promotions and marketing. And this led me to that entrepreneurial spirit of, okay, I want to do more. What more can I do? Well, that landed me being a transcriptionist. And back then it was early on. So like you could blog, but it was different. It was very early stages. So I kind of started my blogging journey. And then that landed me, we moved and that landed me to creating the baby product. So I created a baby product. I started selling it before getting a trademark because I didn't know the right process, 
um, someone had seen it and kind of started ripping it off. So I quickly got it trademarked and patented, took it to market, did all that for a while, then opened a retail store. Uh, so I could sell that and other products in my store. And at the time I still wanted to do more. So then I got this idea. I was going to write books. So I started off writing, um, fiction books. And then that transpired into writing nonfiction books. So that way I could impact even more people because I felt like I had something to say in my journey. And so I knew that I needed to inspire them somehow. And so I put out into the world my first book. And that was kind of about where I came from because I had survived abuse. I had survived um, me trying to take my own life. And I survived laying in bed for four months uh, because I had very severe traumatic um, surgeries to my abdomen and being all alone, not having family, not having anyone to support me um, kind of brought me to that. I know I can impact more people. And so I continued blogging and I continued um writing books. And then I started sharing courses, creating courses, creating more content um, and getting myself out there and just helping other people share their story. Started my podcast. Um, Yeah. So that was kind of my journey, Roman is like, I just kind of kept building and building and building. And the reason why I took all these different spaces is because I didn't know what really truly made me happy. And at the end of the day, I found out Stop when I stopped listening to everybody else tell me what I had to be and what I needed to be. That's when I became the most happiest, and that's when I found my true place. And that is doing podcasts, you know, interviewing amazing people, being on people's shows, um, recording YouTube videos that you know don't follow the norm, and writing books that don't necessarily follow the norm. It's just putting myself out there in a very un. Um, characteristic way of how we're taught in the entrepreneurial world. So that's kind of my origin story of where I came from and how I landed with uh, Success You. And, and Success You is about success, whether it's little little successes or big successes. It's not about, oh, I just made a million dollars. I mean, it could be, but it's about, oh my gosh, I was able to get up today and breathe. I was able to walk five steps. I was able to make a difference in someone's life. I was able to lift a two pound weight because yesterday I couldn't. It's just those little successes in life. And that's what I'm talking about. So. Yeah. And I think it's um, definitely beneficial, or at least obviously you have to get to a point where to share kind of some of the struggles and, you know, physical things and grief that people went through. Some people are uncomfortable sharing it, but I think it's important to share because it really connects and resonates with people that feel like they're the only ones that either experienced it or are experiencing it. So you can obviously impact at least one person out there. And I think it's important, like you did, you tried all these things that are building blocks and, you know, maybe you were successful at them at the time or, you know, reached a certain level of, you know, financial success, but it was truly not making you happy. So all those kind of endeavors were building blocks to find something that you actually were passionate and enjoy. And I think being a creator, content creator of any type, or just a creator, it's so uh, beneficial where your content is being used or somebody's, you know, applying it or using it. And then you have feedback in terms of like how you change people's lives, either, you know, through podcasting or videos or blogs or things of that nature. So I think a lot of people don't even get to that point because they kind of get stuck and, you know, they have a lot of responsibilities or feel like, you know, they can't do anything else or don't get past that 
I guess you versus you battle, like that first step is, you know, the most challenging one because you have to convince yourself it's okay. So, I mean, that's awesome that you found something that now kind of truly makes you happy. Yeah. And that's, and that's it. And, you know, during this journey, I kind of left out. Um, I met this young gal and I remember her looking at me and saying, wait, what you, I mean, look at you, you don't look like me, but you've had these struggles. I was like, yeah, just because you look a certain way doesn't mean you're not fighting those same battles. And that when I heard her and I was able to get over that, I just realized, you know, I have three, I have three little human beings that rely on me. And if I'm telling them to be authentic and I'm telling them to be who they're meant to be and not listen to all that, I'm not living that way. Cause I was listening to so many people and I was so afraid of what other people were would think of me or tell me it was like that freedom. And so I was inspiring people, but I didn't see it until this gal said to me, oh my gosh, even you can have these struggles. And and I think that's so important that, you know, like you said, we have to, we have to break out and just feel comfortable in who we are and what we do um, because we can truly help somebody else out there. Yeah, I agree. And, um, you know, that's what I've been trying to do. I think there was a certain point. I only really started doing a lot of interviews about two years ago because I saw one, I guess the selfish standpoint in terms of it's a good way to brand yourself and, you know, get, you know, extra eyeballs in terms of what you're trying to do. But I enjoy more so the interviews that I do about kind of my passion projects and my personal experiences in my life that sometimes touch on professional, but they're not necessarily the reason why I'm doing them. So I think it's a great platform to really convey and amplify your message regardless of what it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think a lot of people are doing that because um, there's always that, oh, let's talk about, let's talk about your business and let's talk about that. And they're not getting to the deep of it. And I think so many people are craving, are craving just to hear who you truly are as a person and where you've come and and not the struggles that everybody else has, like really getting deep. And I know it's hard for some people. It was really, really hard for me to talk about um, the abuse that I went through. It was really hard to talk about, you know, attempting suicide. And my kids are getting older and, and I've shared with them. And so I can have experience to connect with them like that. And so I absolutely agree that, you know, you have to amplify your message and amplify who you are by making those true, strong connections. And, and I think you're absolutely onto something. I think it's great because much like you, that's why I love the human stories. I love those that are making an impact and doing great things in the world and not always just about the business and making, you know, a million more dollars or 10,000 more dollars, but really changing lives. Yeah, I agree. And I think uh, in my marketing career in 13 years, I was more to begin with more of like the tactical planner and creating the strategy, not necessarily like the producer or the content creator. And then when I became, you know, a content creator for myself and started kind of uh, helping myself in the sense that like every discussion I have, like I learned something from, or like the point of view I take is learn something from each guest I have on and take something and try to apply it and vice versa, learn something from each show that I go on or learn something in terms of like how they conduct their podcasts and really like taking something from it. So I can one, remember that kind of point in time and to really apply it and add to like the overall enrichment of the process that I'm going through as well. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So what motivates you to succeed? Obviously those motivations may have changed over time, but what currently motivates you to succeed? 
Um, currently it's my three little kids because, and I shouldn't call them little, they, they would be mad. I mean, we're talking teenagers now, but I think it's because, you know, when I went through my divorce, I'd been a stay at home mom. And so I just kind of felt lost. And even though I had these businesses and you're right, I, I achieved some level of success. I didn't feel like I was successful necessarily. And so through the growing process, now it's actually having my kids look at me and be like, wow, you did this you did this. Like you are a single woman who is making a difference in people's lives, who are changing lives. And it's not about the money. It's, it's literally just, it's my success is to, is to help other people and to have them share their stories and to have them impact more. So it's like a ripple effect. It's like a domino effect. So if I can help one person, they can help someone, they can help someone. It just kind of keeps going. So that's where my drive for success comes from is a, I want to have my children be grateful, thankful, and to say, wow, my mom's pretty darn incredible. And look at what she's doing. They may not understand it right now, but they will at one point. And I want to leave that legacy with them. I mean, with COVID and everything, we just don't ever know what's going to happen. And so I want to be able to leave that legacy and that is success for myself and, and to be able to just change lives and have other people change lives based on a hand that I had in it. For me, uh, Roman is, is what I consider success. Yeah. And I think it's important kind of, uh, I guess for me, leaving a legacy or a footprint kind of of change and like my business mindset in terms of, you know, I think not everyone, but usually a lot of people that are younger are kind of driven by maybe material things, maybe by promotions, bonuses, that kind of stuff, or kind of reach a goal as fast as possible. And then I think when I turned 30, I switched over to a more like a legacy mindset and being like a heart-led entrepreneur and, and viewing that like success is about the journey and the the end goal is not a stationary destination. It's a moving target. So I think when I switched over to that, even even though that I'm just trying to give back and add value as much as possible, it exponentially increased like who I was in terms of the limelight and exponentially increased like the amount of work and clients and relationships I've built because it was a genuine value add, not a strategy. Like I'm looking for something in return or ever in return. It's just one of those things where like I would rather, you know, make it with people around me and help them maybe get to where I am or succeed together than just kind of like, you know, I'm the only one that can succeed. I'm not going to share my knowledge or skill set or contact. So I think once you, if you do, because some people don't necessarily change that mindset in their lifetime, but I think when you do, you kind of reach a, a level of clarity. Right. No. And I absolutely agree with that. And I think I would like to see more people level up and get to that type of mindset. And like you said, I think, I think sometimes it comes with maturity. I think it comes with age. Um, you know, I'm beyond 40 now. And so for me, you know, I, as morbid as this might sound like, I'm like, Oh gosh, I've lived half my life. I now have half more to live and, and not necessarily all that half is going to be great. I mean, I might end up, you know, with, with conditions that I, I can't be as lively as I am now. And so absolutely leaving that legacy. And I just, my, my hope and my greatest desire would be that more people, you know, would kind of have that mindset, you know, Roman, you and I have is that, um, 
making, making those connections and really, really changing and not being so money focused because I think money will come to you in other forms and in other ways. And that if we can, if we can really share who we are and really leave our legacy and impact that way, I think that I would love to see the world change, you know, all over the world. And and I think that would be an incredible thing. And and maybe not in our lifetime, we'll see that, but I really do hope that that happens. Yeah. And I think if you have the skill set to do so, and kind of like the drive, regardless if, you know, you woke up tomorrow and you're at zero, you can always kind of gain it back because it's kind of like material things, obviously financial security, things of that nature, but you know, you're not going to get that time back. You're not going to get the things in terms of how you impacted people, what you did for others. But if something happens, like I know for a fact that I'm going to go out there and hustle and get back or get even further than I was, you know, the day or year before. Right. No, absolutely. I agree. I agree. So what's one thing that you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today? Oh, well, I have a whole long list. However, I'll keep it short. I'll keep it to one or two. Um, One of my biggest um, weaknesses is that I'm a perfectionist. I'm a huge perfectionist. Like everything has to be just perfect or just right, or I can't put it out there to the world. I can't. I, I, I can't show anybody anything because it's not perfect. And that's just my own flaw. But how I've turned that around has become my greatest success. And so, um, you know, I recently landed an amazing opportunity to be part of, you know, be a marketing manager for an incredible marketing um, company. And so that week, that weakness of being a perfectionist actually turned into a great asset because I spent a lot of time, I was paid for a project to do and I went over it and I didn't even charge him for it because I knew I had this flaw of being a perfectionist. And so I was able to do all this and then send it to him. And they were very appreciative of that. They could see. Um, and then also when I work with clients, you know, I have to keep reminding myself that um, done is better than perfect. And so that is probably one of my greatest, my greatest flaws through all the years that really, really held me back. It held me back from writing books, from creating courses to getting myself out there. Because even like doing a podcast like this with someone Roman a year or two ago, I just didn't feel like, you know, my setup wasn't good enough. My, my room that I record in isn't good enough. My audio might not be good enough. My voice might not be good enough. My message might not be good enough. And I have to perfect it all before I could even consider being on someone's podcast or having them on mine. And so um, through a lot of internal work and a lot of, you know, external work, reading books, talking to people, you know, mind coach, all that kind of stuff. I, I turned it around and became a success because I just um, turned it into a huge strength of mine by just letting go of all that and just moving forward. Yeah. And I think it's a lot of that analysis paralysis. It happens a lot when releasing a product or, you know, so like you said, a course, a service, you know, you're launching a company and you want everything to be perfect, but you know, at the end of the day, it's not going to, it's one of those things where something will go wrong regardless. And if you have it, like you said, as close as perfect or good enough in terms of to do the general thing that you wanted to do, like the market will react to it. And that's more valuable in terms of getting that insight in terms of 
what you're putting out is actually valuable, how it's impacting people and getting feedback, how to actually improve it and, and have it be more, I guess, memorable and more useful to the people actually using it or consuming it. So, you know, you have to get out of your own head. And, you know, a lot of people are perfectionists and oftentimes uh, it's it's also kind of like a safety net. You're second guessing yourself. Like, I don't want to put anything out. That's not perfect. It's going to be a direct reflection of me. And that's just, I, I think one of those things where it's like paralyzing you because you can't get out of your own head because if you get out of it, then it's, you're in a state of chaos. I mean, I think that uncertain state is a lot when a lot of like uh, breakthroughs happen in terms of, you know, what you're doing in your personal and professional life. But I think it adds, that adds to the whole like, psyche of paralyzing yourself and not being able to take that first step in terms of act. I feel like there's some people that I know they've been trying to launch something for years when they could have just like, it, it, it's in my opinion, it's perfect. It could have launched years ago. And, you know, then they could have at least saw that, you know, the market wants this or doesn't want it. And then they could have either pivoted or took learnings from it, but not starting at all. Like it's not benefiting anyone. No, and, that, and that's just it. And that was so weird because I would coach people or I would edit for them or I would do something and everything that I was telling them, <laughs> I wasn't doing. So I was like, oh my God, this is great. And they're like, no, no. I'm like, no, stop being, trying to be perfect. This is going to be incredible. Let's see what the market wants. Let's see if this resonates. Let's see if this. And then I stepped back and I was like, oh, wow, that's me. Like, but we just get stuck in that, in that zone, you know, Roman, that it's, it's kind of like do as I say, not as I do. So I was great at telling everybody else how to do it, but I wasn't so good at listening to my own advice. And it just held me back. And oftentimes I, I kick myself now thinking, how crazy, how crazy. Like I'll see an idea or a course or a book or something that someone did. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm going to check that off my list of to-dos because I put that down 20 years ago as something I was going to do. And so absolutely right. We just have to, you know not worry so much about what other people think, you know, just put it out there. Cause we, the whole purpose, at least for me is to impact other people. I can't impact anybody. If my stuff is sitting here collecting dust, I mean, how foolish it's just foolish. So, um, yeah, I completely agree with you. So. Yeah. And I think it's running your own race too, because with like a pre-launch of something or generally being in a specific industry, or if you're like, let's say a coach, you're looking at other people that may have attained a certain level of success that they started when you started, you may feel like you're better than them and your expertise and knowledge base. So you start second guessing yourself and then having all these thoughts and that may lead to you possibly quitting or having a certain way. So it's like, really staying in your own lane and being focused in terms of like, this is your own journey. The variables are your own. And regardless if another person's doing something or not, just because you got thrown into that situation, your variables are completely different in that your story can go, you know, a, a whole lot differently. Right. Cause we can all have the same, like we can both have the same outline of a story, but we're completely different in how we reacted and how it affected us and how everything happened. So yeah, I mean, you know, when, once I learned to stay in my lane and once I learned that this is what needs to happen and I need to take my own advice and need to start doing all this, make the magic happened. I was able to start really, really impacting people and really seeing what mattered the most. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it just, it just takes us 20 years to get there. But, you know, now that I'm in my second half of my life, I got it all figured out, I think, maybe. <laughs> 
Yeah, I agree. And it, it doesn't matter the time. I mean, in terms of podcasting, I think I would have started five years earlier if I got the chance, but at least I started and I have all these, you know, people I've met, all these opportunities to network, collaborate, impact others, you know, open up new doors in terms of different opportunities. So, you know, you never know regardless. And if you didn't start something, then you start second guessing yourself, maybe it's too late. Maybe I shouldn't even undertake this. But I mean, you're not going to regret the things that you tried and maybe, you know, failed in your eyes. But I don't think something's truly a failure unless you don't take something and learn and then can apply in terms of, you know, if you can pivot from something, if something's a negative experience, you take something from it meaningful. But if, you know, 20, 30, 40 years down the line, you're sitting in bed and, you know, what could I, could I have done when I was 20, 30, 40, where could I be, how my situation may have been different. So it's just one of those things that, you know, to reflect on, I mean, it's easier said than done, but just taking that step, I think is key. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, Roman, it's, it's kind of like when I laid in bed for four months, I had a laptop, but all in my brain I could think of was I couldn't get to my desktop. Never once, just because of how I was, never once did it occur to me, why aren't you on your laptop creating this? Why aren't you doing this? And then once I came out of that, I remember um, this amazing lady. She she was just in a different place. She was going under cancer treatment and she would sit there while she was taking her cancer treatment, creating a business from her phone and from her laptop. And I'm like, why didn't I ever think of that? Why? I mean, Instead for four months, I sat there. I learned how to play a game. <laughs> like I got really good at playing a, a video game. Um, you know, that was on my iPad, but never once did it occur to me. And so I'm like, how silly am I? But I, it was just where I was at that time. Like it didn't occur to me. I just didn't start when I should have, but I didn't. And you can't go back to the should have, would have, could have. But it's just fascinating when you fast forward and you look back, you know, and I'm thinking, gosh, I should have done this and I should have started and I should have continued. And, um, you, you know, you just kind of keep moving forward and a lot of life lessons and a lot of things that we learn in life. And so, um, I think it's important that that's, you know, something that I hope, I hope people get, or people hear is that it's not about, you know, being perfect. It's just about starting whatever that is and however it may be as messy as it may be, as ugly as it may be, as, incorrect as it may be, it doesn't matter because nothing's ever going to be perfect. Nothing's ever going to be correct. Um, you know, you just started a new, a new venture with some incredible podcasters and I'm sure you guys look back and be like, Oh, darn it. We should do this, or we should have done this, or we should have done whatever. But it's the fact that you guys started, you guys collaborated, came together and you guys have created this amazing new platform that I think is really going to change the podcasting world and really help a lot of different podcasters out there. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. So I really appreciate you coming on today. Can you let uh, the audience know in terms of, you know, one thing you can leave with them advice, personal or professional? Yeah. My biggest advice would be just start, just start. It doesn't matter how, small, doesn't matter how big, just get out there and start. If it means that you want to start an Instagram account, go ahead and start it. You're not going to get it right at first, but at least you've started. If you want to start a podcast, oh my gosh, start it, come up with a name and start recording. You know, there's a lot of different resources and there's a lot of different little things that you can do. So just get on your, your phone and start recording a message. And that could be your episode. Number one, just the fact that you've started it, you can start. If you want to write a book, 
I tell people to start, if, if they have a journal, take your journal and just put it into a book format, find somebody out there. But my biggest advice is just to start because like we've talked about, if you don't start, what are you going to do? I mean, you have to start. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, I agree. So thank you for coming on today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you or anything else you have going on? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Roman, for having me again. I absolutely had a blast. It's always so good to talk to you um, and catch up with you on Clubhouse. So yeah, everybody can find me on all social media platforms at Susan R. Kiley. Um, Of course, I have a website, SusanRKiley.com. And right now I'm all over Clubhouse. I'm doing podcasts. I am opening my Shopify store. I have all my courses available. Um, Right now the shop is down as I'm moving everything over. Um, I'm out there. Uh, I'm just out there networking and connecting with some incredible, inspirational individuals doing some amazing things in the world. And so that's kind of where I'm at. And um, anybody can message me on any of the social media platforms. And um, I'd love to connect with anybody. So thank you, Roman. Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by. You bet. Thank you so much. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.